Yep, 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 yep. Hi, this is Mark Wilshere. Thanks for joining for another bonus episode of the Finnish Football Show, the Behind the Quarantine series. And this episode is with the first team coach. And I've been joined today by Joaquin Gomez from SJK Saniyoki. Hi, Joaquin. Hi, Mark. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm well, thanks, and uh, and thanks very much for joining us today. No, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, you're you're new to Sainioki, and I I thought that it would be interesting for the the Asikor fans as well as the Finnish football show listeners to to sort of learn a little bit about you. Um, and I've done a little bit of research. Um, but not too much. I wanted to know a little, but I wanted you to tell us uh, uh, about your your kind of journey to okay. that brought you to to Finland. Because it looks to me like you've done quite a lot, and you're still fairly young. So uh, this this is going to be interesting. Um, you became a coach quite early in in your career. Yeah, um, it's uh, well, it's something that. When you're young, when you're young, um, and when you love football the way that I am, and many others, or many others uh, love in around the world, you what you wanna do, you you wanna you wanna be a football player, um, and that's that's what I wanted to do when I was young, uh, very early. It was my passion. Uh, I invested a lot of time into it, um, but I, I thought. Or, or quite soon, I understood that it wasn't going to be my path to uh, uh, professional football. Um, I thought How I old were you when you realised when you decided that? Well, it took me a while. Don't, don't get me wrong. I thought um, I had um, something in me that could that could get me somewhere, but now nah, I wasn't. I was never going to make it as a as a top professional. So around probably eighteen, nineteen, when I was um, in my uh, late stages of um, uh, just uh, academy football, mm. um, I started to have a, a couple of experiences in first team football quite early when I was sixteen, seventeen. Um, but when I was trying to pitch my my level, and soon understood that wasn't going to be my 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 path. I could enjoy football in a different way and. Uh, and if I wasn't going to be um, um, a professional, a professional footballer, uh, I had to find another another way. At the same time, throughout my um, my academy years and my development years, uh, I was uh, very often getting very frustrated with many things around coaching or how to be coached. <laughs> um, I wasn't the best or, or the perfect um, player or person to be to be coached, and and um, and I think. As I was getting older, I understood why why that was, and uh, and just just got me more interested about um, about uh, about football coaching, about coaching in general, about um, uh, sports, uh, sports science, um, and, and that that was my path. Um, the last two three years of my school years, uh, I wanted to to join or to get into sports scientists. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, I had an injury uh, playing football, and I had to postpone it for a, for a year. I had to go to university to do something else for for, for one year, but that made me even realize even more what I wanted to do. And uh, and then just reached after after a year, got better physically, and um, and yeah, started sports science. Um, started doing my coaching badges. Started to coach when I was really uh, 
really young. I think um, one of the like the first quite quite a shock for uh, for many was that I was I think I was nineteen and I was already coaching under eighteen. Um, okay. Uh, an under eighteen team, so um, um, I always been very young in a, in a, every envir- environment in terms of football that I, that I've been, uh, and and yeah, that's how uh, the, uh, the the journey started. Did I read ago. somewhere that you were one of the youngest uh, coaches to get your was it the UEFA Pro license? Yeah, yeah. Well. I'm not sure how that accurate that is because it's, it's been many years since uh, since that yeah. happened, and I'm very sure that there's been many um, young coaches. But at the time, I was one of the youngest. Uh, yeah. We we uh, we joined into um uh, into a university that had um uh, a pilot program that, that tried to identify um, uh, people that were studying sports science. Um, that were going to be potential uh, professional coaches in the future, and um, and um, and they they allowed us to at the same time that we were doing sports science to to go to the national um, uh, 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 coaches uh, school in uh, in the uh, national FA in Madrid, and uh, we were doing alongside our our university degrees, we were doing um, our 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 licenses and, and that's the, the way that it, that it came about. We had to do, I think it was a year of uh, license and then another year of uh, practices uh, coaching a, um, a team in a specific level and and then I think after six years we, we completed all the licenses. It was a little bit different to some of the places or some of the uh, journeys but something that I am very grateful because not only I was able to achieve that license, but I, at the same time, I, I think yeah, we we accomplish a lot of learning um, and a lot of like top professionals in the uh, national FA um, and and the Spanish coaches were were not just coaches, but Finnish coaches, psychologists um, were were the ones giving us the um, you know the, the every, every subject and, and the uh, the, cl- the classes and the practices and, and all that which you know um, transfer a lot of, a lot of experiences in, into us and I think it, 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 you know it was a very very enjoyable and very productive time. Um, when so I were you studying in? Sorry, sorry, a small delay. I'm going to try and not talk over the top of you. Um, were you studying in Madrid? Did you say, or was that just yeah. the part? Of, in, yeah, in Madrid. Yeah, in Madrid. Uh, it was um, Camilo Sotela University, um, and they were the ones that had a, a partnership with the uh, national FA, with the Spanish national FA, yeah. um, and through that they had um, they had pro- they had a program to to achieve all the licenses uh, throughout a period of time. At the same time, that we were doing our our university degrees. And you then made a really brave decision to leave your homeland of Spain and move to the UK. Yeah, I, well, so tell a little bit about I, that story and, and what you did when you first came over. It's um, depending on who you talk to, probably you talk <laughs> to my parents. They they don't like that part of me. Uh, I'm not sure whether my wife does or not, <laughs> but um, you know, I, I I always I can't. 
I can't be in the same place. Not not in the same place. I can't I can't get in a comfort zone for a long time. Um, okay. I like to challenge to challenge myself, and if I see that I'm not improving, or I'm not getting something different to to keep developing. I like to 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 change and and to look for another another challenge. And um, another time, I was I was quite young. Uh, and I was doing at the time. I think the last year before I moved to England, we were doing under 18s and um, assistant manager to a level five um, semi-professional team in Madrid. And, um, and you know, at the time you think that you know or that you're prepared to do to do a better a better job. And I mm. and I understood. I, I really I understood that I wasn't gonna be gonna be given that opportunity because of my age and at that time. So. I thought, well, I can wait for another five, six, seven years in here, uh, or I can move to a different country. Um, I always loved uh, English football and, and and the football culture um, in in the UK, and and I thought, well, I, I move over. Um, my wife now, my girlfriend, at the at the time, we we spoke about it. We always had uh, that. Um, that desire to learn another language and to live an experience abroad, and we we thought, well, this is a good time now. Uh, go abroad, learn learn a language, and if uh, we try to to pursue our careers, and if it doesn't work, we can always get back, and it, we won't we won't be far far or, or worse far worse than what we are now. So um, yeah. uh, we did that. Uh, it was it, it was really difficult at, at the at the time. Uh, we moved in and. Could, <laughs> We had studied English uh, in Spain, but it was it was terrible. It was terrible. Okay. <laughs> the first few, the first few weeks we we uh, we uh, we learned to know that we didn't speak or understood, which was even even worse, mm. um, a lot. And uh, we we did we did a struggle, uh, made us stronger um, as people and as, as a couple, and and um, we went through. Hard times, good times, and um, and uh, and we came the other way. And uh, you know, when 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 I look back at it, and when we both look back at it, is the best decision that we ever made. Uh, England has been very good to us. Um, uh, it's been a culture and an, an environment where in the different places where where we've been, that if you put the hard work and and you're honest, and, and you you keep your head down. You're gonna be rewarded, and, and you're gonna you're gonna have a pathway, and you know you can succeed. You, you can your succeed pathway, your pathway didn't start um, at a football club when you came over, did it? You you didn't you didn't come straight into a, a job in football. No, we we just we moved in. We um, enrolled in an English academy to try to learn lang- the language. We had to work mm-hmm. in. Anything that we had to work because after a couple of months, all the savings were gone. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, and yeah, that's that was a, that was the hardest time probably. But um, we found different jobs and we had to do a little everything. Uh, you know, coffee shop, um, uh, bars. You know, a little bit everything. But, but um, luckily, at some point, I was I was already going and. Uh, trying to learn the uh, the vocabulary by by joining in in Sunday uh, Sunday league football teams and mm. and um, going to coaching sessions or help people uh, coach uh, for free and 
starting and rolling in, into uh, Brighton, Brighton Albion, which was a club that, that, that was the city where we lived in Brighton. And, and then from then on, at some point, decided to stop working anything else and focus entirely on football after about a year of being there. And, uh, and it worked out quite well because as soon as I focused 100%, 100% in, in, in the football, then more opportunities started to come. Um, uh, I think yeah, I started in, at the club doing the under sevens in the community. Um, I couldn't I couldn't speak a lot of English, but they they saw obviously something that I could do, and um, and it was great uh, coaching under sevens. They don't, they don't judge you because you don't know a word. Uh, sometimes if you don't you can't find a word, they find it for you. Um, and um, yeah, they started helping in the uh, women's and girls uh, program. Then the first team in the in the uh, the women's side of, of the club, and then um, I think the two years, two two and a half, two and a, two years, I think, um, uh, had the uh, first my first full time contract in football, uh, doing uh, twelve to sixteens, mm-hmm. and uh, coaching the under fifteens in the uh, in the academy uh, at Brighton, which was a great a great moment. The club was changing, was growing. Um, they, they were they were putting um, uh, this new academy two program uh, to pass the audits of the EPPP in, in England. I don't know if you you are familiar with it, uh, but then from then he progressed into the club, having a new training ground, a new stadium. Um, it was just a wonderful time to be involved for the club um, and to yeah, be part really, of really uh, was when, when Brighton, academy, yeah. Sorry, when Brighton moved from this. The Withdean Stadium, which was barely a stadium, into the the Amex, it was it was like a rebirth, wasn't it? For a, yeah, for a sort of yeah, traditional it was, traditional it club. Was, if um, it, when, I, when we think back, uh, if you put it in a, an academy context, we were training in five different venues across uh, Sussex, mm-hmm. um, going 60, 70 kilometers apart one from another, <laughs> like the mm-hmm. ones that. Were, some 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 of the coaches like, like like me had to go to different venues within the same within the same day to to monitor or to take sessions in different places, and then two years after uh, we were in a in a world class uh, training facility with <laughs> I, I don't know 14, 15 pitches a pitch um, indoors um, anything that you can think of that, that any professional club in the world would have uh, we would have, we we had it so uh, it was um, a very 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 good time to be to be uh, to be part of the of the club and to you know to help in whatever way I could to to progress the club into that they went to a cut one after after um, a year of uh, achieving cut two and uh, it was just 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 a good place to be very, and then you moved to yeah um, after after two one one and a bit years in the academy I got the opportunity to start helping um uh, a new manager came in to the first team, and I have been doing uh, bits and pieces for different age groups. Uh, uh, I was doing the under 16s at the time, and uh, I've been helping in other in other teams, in other age groups. I've, I've been doing some work with the first team at some point, and, and uh, Oscar Garcia came in, and mm-hmm. he needed a little bit of help in the preseason. Um, asked me if I, if I if I could help, and then. As soon as I uh, touched first in football and had the experience of first in football, it's something that I always knew that I wanted to do, but I mm-hmm. didn't know when that opportunity would come. And 
after a few weeks, they offered me to stay with the uh, with the first team. I, I did that, and then um, yeah, um, after that, Sami Sami Hibia came came in the year after when Oscar left. Um, I had the experience uh, of that of that half a season with him until until they left and with Chris Hutton after that and. Uh, um, yeah, then I decided to leave the club after five years. I moved to Derby County first. Okay. okay. Um, uh, when Paul Clement uh, got signed um, as a manager at Derby County, he wanted to create this new um, a tactical analysis department. Um, that it was he wanted to create something very similar to what he had experienced at PSG or Real Madrid. And um, he wanted a coach uh, leading that sort of uh, area, um, um, and he, he employed the, the old head of uh, football operations from Brighton, and, and he brought me as well with with them, and uh, uh, we had a good time. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work for him, but uh, at the same time, on the on the other side, I had uh, the experience to be working with three different coaching staff in in. In, in I think 14 months I was at the at the club, uh, um, and yeah, but it was something that that I was doing. I wasn't doing as much coaching as I would apply to to do. And as soon as um, Nathan Jones, uh, being the assistant manager at Brighton when I was there, um, okay. moved into Luton and offered me to move to Luton, I, uh, it was something that I couldn't I, I couldn't turn down. And even though I was in the Championship, I moved down to. To League Two to to help in and to be his first team coach for in three years we were there almost. So it's interesting how the how the connections that you make at the beginning seem to seem to create opportunities later, isn't it? That network is uh, is so important, and I guess it's it's also it's the luck of who you happen to meet, but it's doing a good job and making an impression, and then that person finding an opportunity for you at, uh, at a later stage. You know, you never know. You never know who uh, who you're working with now. Uh, you never know how you might need that, or, or how how much effect that person could could have in your career uh, in, in five or ten years time. So you can you can either think too much about it, but you can just forget that. So the only thing that you can do is you just do the best that you can in whatever you that you're doing. Be the, the the best coach or, or the best whatever you you are. I say, I say something to sometimes to players. Uh, you, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know who you who you who you're working with now. Not just coaches or director of football or uh, fitness coaches or or players. You know, mm. they they could have an impact, uh, an influence in your career in in many ways. So you just got to put your head down, be as professional as you can, and, and hopefully. Um, that gets awarded sometimes along, sometime along the line. So, uh, and you, that's, that's uh, the mentality. And, and Nathan Jones, with, with you alongside him, clearly had a, a really successful time at Luton. While, while you were moving up from the second to the first and ultimately the club up to the, uh, the championship, um, I, my, my team is, is Wimbledon, AFC Wimbledon. So we were kind of competing uh, at the same same sort of level at the time. Of course, yeah. I'm here in in Sainioki like you are now. So I've been following the dream from a from a distance there. Um, yeah. But you you then moved with Nathan Jones to Stoke City. Yeah, exactly. well, 
probably the three, the uh, almost three years that we that we were there at Luton, they were the, the most productive um, time in, in my career. Where I could see something that when you stick with a methodology, an idea, a plan, a program, whatever you put your head on on it, if you put good people working, if you recruit good players that are good people as well, and you put something together and stick with it, um, you're going to have your uh, your rewards. And that's what we had there. We, you know, we, we put a, a methodology and a style of play, a lot of processes in place. Um, uh, the club was very good just employing people people and letting them work and, and do their, their, their job. That's what they get, get, uh, get employed for. And... Um, and they were very supportive. The first year, unfortunately, we couldn't we couldn't make it to the playoffs. Uh, we lost to the semi-finals in the first season that we were there, and it would have been easier to just um, change direction. And they didn't. They, um, you know, they supported us, and they they said the day after uh, that semi-final, that semi-final, just think in the next few days what you need was 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 what he's gonna make. Are better for next season to make sure that we don't have to experience what we experienced yesterday, and um, and we did that. We 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 kept uh, working. We proved things. We adjusted uh, processes, and and you know, uh, eventually, eventually we 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 got what we wanted. That was getting the club uh, from League Two, which is a very difficult task yeah. <laughs> when you know the league, and yeah. Um, yeah, got it into League One, and that set up. The basis, the two years before they set up the basis to then be successful again in, in League One, um, and that was that was um, a really really good experience um, to be able to see through um, a project. Um, that's something that you don't normally get to see in football, and something you don't see that often because people are very impatient. Um, but but that's that's what we had in there. That's what we had in there, and then. Obviously, the opportunity um, of Stoke City came in, and um, um, it was it was just uh, too good to turn down. It was very difficult at the, at the time to leave the club um, as a as a as a group of people working for the club to start with, and, uh, and personally, uh, they made every effort for me to stay and and to give me an opportunity to to even. Um, Take take over take over the team, but I just okay. thought at the time that that the, that the right the right thing for for me to do was to 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 move to move with Nathan to the next to the next uh, challenge, and that's what we did. And um, you know, I don't regret it because as much as I learned in the, in in them in them seasons that were successful seasons in 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 Luton, I probably learned as much or even more. Uh, in my time at Stoke, even though that wasn't as successful as uh, as it had been in the past, so I think um, there's a real parallel to be drawn between the situation at Stoke and the situation at Asico in Sanioki. Mm-hmm. Um, clubs that have been more successful in in the last few years that are somehow having some challenges. Obviously, Stoke had the the relegation to the Championship. Asico has had after winning the league a few years ago, it's had a few a few years of really just, well, going through too many managers and and just sort of 
not getting much higher than sort of middle of the table. And people listening to the, the the Finnish football show will have heard me moaning about this for many years now. So, um, what what do you think you you learned at Stoke that you can bring to the role here at Asiko? Well, it's um, I, I think they, they, there's some parallels, as you said. Yeah, you know, it's, it's very. Um, very different uh, club. They they is is had a history um, that Stoke has had, you know, for many mm-hmm. years in different ways. They they had a a very very much a a, a way and a DNA, if you like, um, ingrained at the club, which you for us it was difficult. We we came in we came in to try to change to change that a little bit, and at the same time that we we changed the momentum um, of uh, where the club was going um, was going through, and, and that proved quite difficult. There were different challenges, different things that could have, could have been probably done better, or, or that you, we didn't see before we we went in. But um, uh, I think the, the 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 parallels that that you can find is that they got good people behind both clubs, mm. good ownerships. Uh, people that really care for the for the uh, for the clubs are putting their own, you know, uh, their own lives into in, into the club, which is difficult to to find sometimes. And um, and uh, as far as you got that, you got a good base. You got something that that will have their clubs to 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 go forward. And at times, it's not, it's not always going to be good times. And, and you know, uh, what uh, Ozico. Um, did in the, in the early years from, mm-hmm. uh, coming from the third division uh, going all the way up and then be successful straight away um, something we forget momentum is a very important thing like in in games in uh, seasons in clubs in everything that, that, that you do and, and when you got that momentum that everything goes for, for you and you know every decision that you make seems to be right um some sometimes you you might forget about other things uh, because you get blinded. And it happens to everyone in everything that we that we do. Uh, when when you you put in something and you create in a way of playing or methodology or way of putting or coaching, and it's working, sometimes you might forget about little things that might be important in the future uh, because what you're doing now that doesn't mean that it's gonna work tomorrow. <laughs> so. Um, I think um, I think the club is is uh, is, uh, is is learned from from those times. They had a you know a couple of uh, difficult seasons, and I think they've tried or they're trying to put things in place um, to make the base stronger, to make um, the club stronger, to make sure that, that everyone that we all of us are coming uh, try to put something in place, processes. Uh, things in place that hopefully one day when we leave they stay they they stay here and, and whether it's, it's um, me uh, someone else or someone else or someone else in another position um, you know they can whoever comes in new takes on and keep adjusting and improving but that don't have to, to start from zero and I think that's the main thing that you learn from, from bad experiences what you can do better and help to create a better and, um, and a stronger base to make sure that, that you don't go through through those bad, bad moments again. You mentioned earlier that when you were at Brighton, you um, you 
worked with Sammy Hoopia. Um, was that connection something that led to you becoming the part of the Finland under 21s coaching team? Yeah, yeah, him and Antinemi. Um, okay. um, I, I had, um, I've had many experiences working with uh, many different people in football, and um, and I always say, I, I've, I've said lately that you know when I worked uh, with Finnish people, I might have been very lucky, but I've always had good experiences, and I found them people to be very good people as well as good coaches and good professionals. Um, and that definitely had a um, influence in me in how I saw um, Finnish football. Um, I remember talking to to them too about how the Finnish national team was playing at the time, and it, it was actually a different way of playing to some of the things that, that I had seen before. And you know, I always had that that interest. And then through that connect a connection further down the line, I always kept in touch. Um, especially with Antiniemi lately, and uh, he was the one that that, that uh, mentioned about this opportunity for uh, to to come ahead of the national team. Uh, asked me if I was interested, if I wanted to speak to to Johan Maninen. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I, at the beginning, you know, I, I I've always been very interested in uh, international football because it's a very different skill and very different type of coaching that. That 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 you that what you do in a in a club a club level. So even though that I was uh, only recently moved to to Stoke and I ha- I didn't have any need to be uh, traveling across the <laughs> across Europe um, uh, to be coaching another team and to give up uh, my my holidays, but also it was a great opportunity. It could open doors for me uh, for uh, for further down the line and and. Um, uh, to the chance, the club was very good. Uh, Nathan was very Nathan Jones was very good. The, the, my head coach at the time and uh, said that it would be a good opportunity. Um, allow me to do it, and um, and uh, yeah, I'm very happy that I did because I've experienced an, another way of, of doing things. I've met good people, and, and and through that, that's why that's why I'm here. I'm pretty sure. Um, that, that, that made connections that that led to you being offered the the position at Asi. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, through you picked a hell of a time to come here. Say that again, sorry. You you picked a hell of a time to come here. It, it must be yeah, it's surreal to to arrive at the club yeah, just at the time we, where all the players we, are. Um, yeah, we we um we finished we finished um our contract. We got terminated our contract with the Stoke in November. Yeah. And um, had a couple of uh, week weeks off. Um, I took my family uh, abroad uh, to get a little bit of sun. Um, mm-hmm. And then after three weeks, I came back and I started going and visiting people. And I, one of them people that can't be um, still. Uh, so after three weeks at home, I was uh, climbing every wall in my in my house. Uh, so. My wife said, "You got to find something to do." <laughs> so um, that's that's what I did um, at the time. Back in back end of December, I think it was uh, Christmas. I was waiting for a different opportunity. I, I already kind of decided that I wanted to do something different. Uh, wasn't sure whether it was wait for a, a head coach uh, head coach opportunity that is what I had in my mind, or or do something different, have a different experience. Uh, 
And then at the time, my friend, um, an old friend, uh, came to me and said, "I'm just having this opportunity in second division B in a top, uh, in a top team, top team in uh, in Spain. Would you fancy coming over for six months and be closer to your family uh, after ten years of being, a, mm-hmm. being away?" Uh, and at the time, it seemed like a good idea, so I said yes. We moved there, um, moved down, moved down to Spain for a few months. Um, it was a slightly different role to what I, I was used to. And then at the same time, I think it must have been just a couple of weeks uh, of being there. Um, uh, Richie uh, started, started contacting me and um, and um, talking me and uh, um, uh, talking about this uh, this new project. And, and uh, I started talking to, to Gianni, um, the head coach, and... Uh, I don't know. I had this um, this good feeling about about the about what the club want to do, uh, about uh, about my role, about the way that the that, that, that Honsu works and how I can I can work with him and, and complement each other. And um, because of of this interest that I've got for Finnish football, and uh, uh, I think it it could be a good path pathway for me and. The club, I said that to me that they will have to, they will help me to have a pathway for for the future. Um, it could be a good place for me to to keep developing my career and to and to keep um, keep progressing. So, uh, but yeah, um, within I think within three days of being here, um, I had to be put in quarantine, uh, quarantine because obviously things things were getting worse in Spain. So um, I found myself on a in an apartment for a few uh, a few days. I think it was at the same time that Richie had the same experience. So uh, yes, okay. We uh, we were in contact with each other and uh, sharing experience uh, of uh, our quarantine uh, yeah. life. But yeah, it was the first three days really good, um, really good uh, positive um, um, first impressions of the players, of the place, of the people working for the club, and then obviously. We had a lot of time to prepare. Uh, it was a strange. I think the trainings and the league got cancelled. You know, uh, started all this uh, situation that is, um, you know, very difficult for everyone. It's been very difficult for every club. It's been difficult for coaches, players, for everyone. But, uh, at, the same, but at, the, at the same time, we're trying to make the most of it. And, um, you know, we we're trying to change or to shift the uh, negativity into into positives and trying to make the most of of this time. This, um, like you've you've come to, come to say, Niyoki in like February March time, and everything, you know, under quarantine. The town centre is pretty quiet. There's no one around. There's the weather's pretty pretty poor. First of all. That could be Seinyoki in any winter, so prepare yourself for next year. The quarantine <laughs> doesn't necessarily change how the town looks in the winter. Yeah. Um, I, second, I, secondly, like you've made some brave decisions moving around in in your career, but taking your wife, moving to Spain in the winter, and then three weeks later saying, "Actually, we're going to Finland," that could be the bravest one of the lot so far. Yeah, yeah, I'm very lucky. I've got to say, I'm very lucky. I got the best wife in the world. Uh, she's so understanding and she's so supportive that I can't. And uh, I'm, I'm so grateful, so grateful that I've got, I've got her because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to, to do what I do uh, yeah. if it wasn't for her. But it's, um, yeah, well, the, the still in Spain. That's the, uh, 
the worst part of um, of the last uh, few weeks. Um, we got an agreement of uh, uh, they were going to stay there for a few more weeks uh, yeah. to hopefully pass the worst of the winter. Yeah. In, uh, um, uh, enjoy the, the the good weather that we we were having in there, and then once uh, I got everything sorted, found a house in here, and everything they would move they would move over. But then uh, all of this um, situation exploded, and and you know it, it's it's impossible now to bring them in or for me to go and visit. So um, we're trying to manage the situation, get through, be patient, like everyone everyone else has been in in every part of their lives, and. And uh, and the good part is that when they when when they come over, it be it be hopefully sunny and better weather. Yeah, for say, sure. A, a, a better intro, introduction to uh, saying that you're And you got some children there as well. Yeah, I've got two two and a half year old daughter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Now it's a good it's a good place to raise your kids. I I moved over here when my daughter was two and my son was nearly five, and we've been here for the last twelve years. Um, and um, my, 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 my first wife is Finnish. She's from this area and my, my second wife now is, is Finnish as well. So, um, I'm here for the, uh, for the long haul, I think. Um, <laughs> and, and hopefully they, they make it over here and, and settle with you. What about, what about day to day? How, how are you working under this, in, in these circumstances with, with the players? Well, uh... We we could we could stop you know you you can take these um this stage um, in so many different ways but what we try to do is try to turn it into into positive so to start with I think the first um I think the first week when there was a little bit of uh, doubt of what you could do you couldn't do so um, players were were going in training on their own and and the staff we didn't know whether we could get. Uh, face to face or not, so we were having chats and you know using this time to make sure that we were putting processes in place and, and create programs and and and, and develop uh, bits and pieces to make sure that when when the season starts everything is is up and running. Uh, and then in terms of of the day to day, we 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 came in, uh, uh, you know, there's some protocols uh, through the league and and the government that you can or you have to follow. Um, so we got a little bit of advice on 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 that. Uh, our doctor um, put put or defined what the then protocols could mean for for us and, and what we've been doing. We we just been uh, training in a, in very small groups of threes, um, okay. uh, trying to make it as normal for them as possible. So uh, they they work don't change that much in terms of volume and, and stuff like that. So they come in and, and train for hour and a half, uh, you know, hours a day, more or less two hours. They, you know, they, they change in their own houses. They, they shower in their own, in their own houses. They, they have the minimum contact with everyone else as possible. The groups um, are always the same. So, you know, the last few weeks, you've only been training with two players. They are always the same. So minimizes the risk of, of, uh, getting infected in any in in any way, uh, so they go from their within within a team. We doing we doing groups of yeah. So what we try to do we we kept them in groups of um, of the same sort of position position. So we okay. could do some position specific and 
and that's what we've been trying to to change. So it's very difficult to to train any sort of athlete or team for something in the future that you don't know when when that future is. So yeah. um, on the physical part of things or the or the physical on the physical side of things, you you know it's very difficult to do so. So what we're trying to do is trying to prove them as individuals, try to keep them fit and healthy. Uh, something to focus on, which you know, men- mental health is is very important in this in this in these days, and I think it gives them something to focus on and to to distract them of watching the news and, and thinking too much about the about the situation. But in uh, football wise, we just trying to do things that 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 are meaningful meaningful for them uh, individually for each individual trying to put something in the sessions that 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 improve them. Whether it's technically, tactically, or, or physically, and, and having them in position specific uh, helps to be working in some tactical tactical bits. But you know, uh, we we try to take every every um, you know everything in account. So it's it's a it's a bit challenging for us um, to keep uh, creating and developing and and, and leading sessions. Um, uh, like that because they can't they don't have contact between them you can you have to try to keep a minimum of um of distance between them but if you could um you surprise yourself sometimes with the things that you can come up on how helpful that they could be and i think uh, actually these sort of trainings that that are sometimes forgotten in football or that we find every excuse not to do um if teams are doing uh, similar stuff to what we to what we're doing. We're gonna find that in the future they're gonna be using it a lot more than what what has been done in the past because it's actually quite helpful. Uh, players are again a lot of feedback, a lot of time invested in themselves as individuals. Not not as much as you sometimes could do when you're training as a team and when you're trying to to work in a specific, you know in general team uh, dynamics. So it's been it's been it's been good. It's been good. Um, really, in- really interesting to hear how you know you've come here and again you're stretching your your abilities as a as a coach in within this unusual situation that we're in right now and then when when things get back to normal you've got all of these different components you have to put them together into some kind of functioning machine the team that's that's the idea the idea is to use this time uh, we could take the easy route. Um, don't get me wrong. Uh, all coaches, you know, the head coach, Honsu, uh, myself, all the staff, we we working really hard for them. It's uh, an hour, an hour, hour and a half work every day for us is a uh, is a lot longer than what it usually is uh, yeah. in terms of delivering and and because we got a lot of different groups that we have to go through every day and and a lot of uh, coordination. Uh, with with the management staff um, that we got to go through, but I got to say that the, the staff that we got very good, very professional, um, and it made it made a lot easier. But the idea is that when we get back, we we'll get head start than everyone else. Whenever whenever that is, we will be fitter, we'll be stronger as a team. We we'll try to do different things to give them um, a little bit of competition within within the team. So, for example, on Wednesdays we. We do like different little competitions. So in their own groups, they uh, uh, they either compete individually or as a, as a group of three. They do the same sort of 
challenge or challenges. Mm. And then we put a, a table at the end of the day that they can have a little bit of banter and nice. and, uh, and all that. But but yeah, the idea is, you know, uh, I think the owner said said that the other, the other day to us. Um, this is a this is a time that everyone is going to remember in 10, 20 years time, and uh, um, hopefully we we can remember ourselves and everything that that we are doing. So that's a time that we can feel proud of. We didn't we didn't we weren't still we were doing something uh, pro- proactive, and we were we were doing something productive. Uh, for ourselves, that will put us in a better place when this, when 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 all this goes away. And now, hopefully, everyone um, in their own little um, environment and their own lives, and they can they can do they can do the same. And you know, and that's what we were talking earlier. Um, you know, I think after after this time, we're gonna find ourselves having a different mindset about about many things. And and. Uh, Hopefully these these are times that everyone is going through. Um, it's gonna it's gonna help to to make us to make us better um, and, and to have a better future. I know that everyone listening to this, like you, like the players, is desperate for the football season to start. Um, what well, I've I've been watching old old World Cup games. I watched the nineteen eighty eight. FA Cup yeah. final when I was there at Wembley to see Wimbledon win the FA Cup. Was the best one? Was the best one that you've seen? Oh, it was the most important one. It was the it was the most exciting day, but it, it certainly wasn't the best game of football. It was terrible. <laughs> but we won, so that's all that that's all we remember. Uh, Thirty. I got, I got, I got to see me me Jaddy um, uh, uh, and Pekka the other day watched the uh, um, World Cup final, France. Against Brazil, ninety-eight, really, really good. If anyone are looking for a game to watch, really, really good watch. Okay, there's a good really recommendation. Good I might do yeah. that. I've been watching one every weekend, um, and that sounds like a good, a good tip. Uh, Joaquin Gomez, thank you so much for joining me today. I've taken up almost an hour of your time, and I feel like we've we've heard a, a good introduction to your story, and you've probably got lots of stories within those but uh, I really really appreciate you joining us on the on the Finnish football show pleasure so thanks for listening to another episode of the Finnish football show bonus series behind the quarantine remember to find the Facebook page uh, or the Facebook group follow and like us on there um, also the the four regular hosts of the show our Twitter handles at Explore Finland, at FC Suomi, at Escape to Suomi, and at Kekke Murari. And until the next episode, thanks for listening to the Finnish Football Show. Bye-bye. Yeah.